Good morning. This is Tom Clark, Papa Tom with the Papa Tom's Tales and the Father's Heart Media. And we have a new guest with us today. Actually, he's not new. It's the second time. Second time, yeah. It's uh, Pastor Chris Petrot. And uh, Chris, uh, I've known Chris now for probably about 10 years yeah. or more. And he was a youth pastor at a church that I was with. And now he's a senior pastor at another church and over in Maryland. And uh, he's got a lot of experience. This is a very anointed man of God. And oh, uh, he was the founder of the ROAR. Yeah. What R-O-A-R. Yeah. ROAR. What does that stand for? It's Regional Outpouring Awakening Reformation. Hmm. Okay. That's good. That's the ROAR. And that mostly dealt with children, kids, well, not, not youth. Yeah. Youth and young adults. Youth and mostly, young adults. Yeah. It's like we, we, it was revival services for youth and young adults. Mm-hmm. And you did that across the region at multiple churches. Yeah, we did Northern Virginia. It's where it came out of. But we have now uh, David's Tent. Mm -hmm. uh, we have it at... Um, well, Jason Hershey yeah, over there? Yeah, Jason opened up the tent. We have it there every three That's months. That's down in D.C. Mm -hmm. Around the mall. Yep. And then we have... Uh, then we have uh, in Maryland, New Jersey. And we're building one in Lynchburg, Virginia. Good. So, um, will you tell the audience the um, present church that you're a pastor of? Yeah, right now I am just hot off the press. I'm, I'm pastoring a church in Maryland called L3. It's in Germantown uh, right now. But we are in the middle of doing a name change <laughs> uh, and a relaunch there. Mm -hmm. uh, so we can't really give anything away, but yes, that's where I am at right well, now. But there will be a new name. Oh yeah, there will be a new name. Okay. So our audience could look forward to that there. Uh, our podcast is now being downloaded over 60,000 oh, wow. downloads and, uh, this year and, uh, about 150 countries. Oh wow. So there's a lot of missionary people in all parts Come of the on. world. Come on. Probably even Afghanistan, actually. Come on. That would uh, be listening to this. Yeah. We're praying for you, Afghanistan. <laughs> Nonstop. We're actually praying. It's interesting you bring it up. And, you know, when we start these podcasts, you never know where the Lord is going to lead us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Father, we pray for us to share what your Holy Spirit wants yeah. us to put out in the airwaves. Yeah. But uh, now that you mentioned Afghanistan, or I think I did originally, yeah. uh, I was reminded that the Lord uh, told me about to pray for revival. Uh, to break out in the Taliban itself. Yeah. The Taliban itself. Yeah. With all these w evil, wicked people. Yeah. Would begin to turn. They'd have dreams and, and he, the Lord would meet them and they would throw, they'd do a 180. Yeah. A total repentance, yeah. which is the true word of repentance from where they live in their life and turn towards the Lord. And that, that would break out in the midst of all that darkness. Yeah. And that the, the, the uh, proponents of the evil yeah. would then turn against the yeah. evil and, and repent and turn towards the Lord. Yeah, that's interesting because that's been the number one prayer point uh, for a lot of pastor friends of mine. Is we, we, we've been praying that the Taliban would have Saul to Paul convergence. Yes. You know, that they, they, they would have a road to Damascus kind of a encounter mm -hmm. and that Jesus himself would appear like he has in the Middle mm -hmm. East. So many Muslims that he's appeared to. Amen. And so that's kind of been our prayer purposes. But yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I think it's 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 important um, because you know I'm with you. I believe this is a uh, this is stuff that happens before revival really starts to break out. You know, so well we all, we've been praying for the next maybe the last greatest revival mm -hmm. to happen uh, in the world. 
Uh, we see it as starting in America, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to start here. It can break yeah. out in different parts of the world, yeah. like Afghanistan. Yeah. I think uh, the steps, the horrible steps that are uh, the current administration has taken in America in Afghanistan could be with a spark to ignite yeah. that uh, breakout of the Holy Spirit uh, in Afghanistan. as one reason of the world will yeah. break out. Um, so... Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, because so many uh, of our audience has knows people, if not themselves, have mm -hmm. gone through different the fears of, that have been launched onto the world stage since mm -hmm. uh, 2020, early part of 2020 with the COVID and mm -hmm. then the vaccines. And now we're hearing all these horrible things about the vaccines and leading to the passport, mm -hmm. which I really think is a is a financial mechanism to control us, yeah. which we won't have to go into all that right now. But the antidote of that being a covering. Yeah. Now, before we discuss the covering uh, aspect of that, uh, could you share with the audience uh, what your experience has been over the last 18 months, specifically with how the enemy has uh, shut down uh, your probably your, uh, I think you call it your biggest ministry was Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that was such a successful ministry reaching out to young people. And what happened with that? Share with well, I mean, I think what happened is, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll back it up with this. I think I think somewhere down the line, you know, with this, you know, the COVID and, and, it, and it started to get it started to be a political issue during the election. Mm -hmm. And so lines were drawn, <laughs> you know, and I almost feel like now that those lines were drawn, uh, for instance, there were promises made by 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 political parties that had to be attested and ha and they had to come back and do not necessarily uh, even if science science proved against it, you know, uh, they still had to do it because they made those claims to win an election. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it like that. So it got political. So covid is very political. And, and, and so now what you have is you have these mandates and you, you know, you got these, a lot of churches, first of all, there's a fear of this whole thing because people are dying, but they're not really, you know, we're not sharing, <laughs> uh, uh, real facts on that and why sure. that's happening. Uh, because all of a sudden everyone's dying from COVID and no one's dying from the flu. Well, that, that's interesting that you bring that point up because, uh, they always tell you follow the science, and you got to ask yourself what science, where are the statistics coming from? Yeah. And some of these, a lot of the statistics are being manufactured. Mm -hmm. But the question you have to ask yourself: COVID is real; it does yeah, exist. Yeah, exactly. I got, I but, had COVID. Yeah. Uh, none in my family have had it, thank God. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that being said, though it exists and it has a certain reality to it, mm -hmm. its mortality rate is much less than the flu. Mm -hmm. Really, as far as yeah. so the fear factor with COVID is huge, yeah. where the fear factor with the flu is minimal. Exactly. So, so you go go going back to this. So, you, what you have is then you have a media uh, that has made a decision on what they want as the future of this country. Mm -hmm. So you're you're you don't know who to trust, you know, uh, and. You know, if you listen to the news, you're you're un, you're, you're misinformed. If you don't, you're uninformed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so you got to pick between that. All that going, you know, we had a lot of churches shut down. Uh, we had a lot of people believing quarantine was the best thing, and some of the things that were happening with us were young people are quarantining with horrible parents. Yeah. 
Right? It's the and, first time in history, actually, that the people who were healthy were quarantined. Yeah. You, all, all throughout history, if you go to quarantine, you quarantine the people who had a, a sickness. Sickness, yeah. Not the healthy Yeah, people. so you, you're, you're confined to your home. You're, you're no longer... So as a young person, you don't have any outlets for social other than if your parents let you go to hang out in the neighborhood, <laughs> right? Well, we know, we know with technology and everything, no one really goes out of their house and plays in the neighborhood kids, but everybody is masking up. Everyone's doing this. And, and if you're in a bad situation at home, this is what your life is. Mm -hmm. So we noticed that suicide uh, uh, temptations were high. We noticed that uh, uh, depression and anxiety uh, I mean, we're, we're even with our own, my, my own four kids, we've had to kind of fight that mm -hmm. because there's no more, uh, there's no more stress reliever. You can't just go outside. Mm -hmm. You can't just go window shopping. You can't mm -hmm. go to the gym. You wear a mask at the gym, you know, which I, I've hit the gym hard during quarantine. Mm -hmm. And um, I still have a cough because the mask messed up my whole upper respiratory stuff. So I still have a cough. And, you know, for, and I had COVID back in Thanksgiving, you know, so all this to say, we've noticed that we had to shut things down. We couldn't do a roar camp because uh, there are uh, people that wouldn't uh, rent, you know, no, there's no campgrounds that are going to rent during COVID. Sure. So everything got shut down and then everything became Zoom. Yeah. You know, everything became the end. And we tried our best to kind of do this. Which is a different experience. Which is a different experience. And and and, and in all in all, it, 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 you know, it takes a lot away. I mean, you know, online churches are now getting kind of boring. <laughs> People were there. They're in not the beginning. watching them Yeah, anymore. they're not watching it. And not only that, there's so many on your Facebook feed that you could watch one and then you get alerted to four other services. Yeah. And you could just have a plethora or like I like to say, like a like a Zoom buffet of what you want to listen to. Mm -hmm. So here, so 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 then then again, it's like it's right there. It's in front of you. You can choose what sermon you want to look or who's singing the best song. So there's really no loyalty to to what you're trying to put out there as as a as a as as a, a ministry or as a church. And there's no community. There's no community. And it's breaking down the community. And it's been purposeful. See, yeah. there's an there's a evil, yeah. intelligent design yeah. behind what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we head on with that, I want you to mention to the audience uh, the ROAR. What age group is that? Give? Yeah, well, it's basically we go from middle school, high school, and young adults. So, I mean, we've seen people as, as, as old as... 25, you know, sometimes even 28 years old that want to So you say 12 to 25? Yeah, I, I would say that, that you know, around there. That group. Uh, and and, and, and it's, it's not like in the 90s where the church had to break those groups up, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think what happens is when the presence comes, there's no... That the, the Holy Spirit doesn't show up to uh, as a teenager to the to, right. to youth. It doesn't show up to as a young adult mm -hmm. or as a middle schooler. The presence of God shows up. Everyone's benefiting. We may have said this in one of our previous podcasts, but I researched this with the Dr. Laura Sanger, and uh, she's a clinical psychologist. And she says every human being, uh, as a person, has a magnetic field around them about five feet. Mm -hmm. Some people go more than that, but mm -hmm. mostly, generally speaking, it's five mm -hmm. feet. So, do you find that something interesting with that? Oh yeah, with the six feet social Absol distancing. Absolutely. That there's oh if you don't allow people even when they go out yeah to be within mm -hmm. six feet 
Mm-hmm. then there's no human connection oh yeah in terms of magnetic fields exactly so everybody feels alienated and isolated oh yeah from other human beings well what, what was that thing i heard about even i mean here's the thing we were created to be in community we were created to be affectionate mm-hmm. we were created to to have conversation uh we were created to grow together in our conversation you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. so you know when you looked at even in i think it was world war one uh, all the orphan babies because their parents died in the war or they died of, you know, causes of the war and they would have them in orphanages. At first, the nurses were told not to be affectionate towards the babies. Why was that? They were just told that there are too many babies, you know, don't be affectionate they with them. They and, and And they started to die. Yeah. Well, after that, they changed and they said, well, no, nurses need to be affectionate and warm and loving. To this day, it's a comfort thing. And so then they, they started to see that babies, even though they were orphans and were going to be in growing up in pretty difficult situations, were able to live and, and, and feel that because we yearn for that type of affection. We yearn for that type of human connection. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's when a baby is born, it's not that you just cast the mother aside. No, the mother is crucial in building those early stages of connection so we're saying that the idea of lockdowns and oh, yeah. quarantines and all these governmental rules mm-hmm. have instituted in our society yeah. conditions in our environment yeah. that disconnect us from human interaction. Absolutely. How do you, what do you think that happens with the teenage suicide rate and, and oh, those yeah. kind of things? Oh, I mean, I, th- I mean, stuff is on the rise. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing. And and so I think for me, if I could go back and even just say. The thing that I'm more at all is not the fact that the government is putting regulations and all that other stuff and, you know, whatever your opinion of it is. I think I'm more surprised at the subduedness of the church, you know, just just there's just a a letting, hey, we're we're we we're going to comply to this. You know, and again, and I think there's a political thing to that. But I also look at if I look at the charismatic and let's say the spirit filled the river revival kind of stream, uh, Tom, that we've been in in our churches for the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. let's say 15 years. Mm -hmm. We have been learning crucial stuff as far as heaven invading earth, Mm -hmm. Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, My kingdom come. Um, yeah. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we believe as a core value, I, I'm, and you correct me if I'm wrong, in the last 10 years, we're believing that when heaven invades earth, mm-hmm. there should be no sickness. Mm-hmm. Cancer gets healed. Right. Suicide gets broken. Right. Uh, 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 you know, di- divorce is reconciled. The prodigal comes home. You know, we're believing and this is supernatural stuff because we're believing that we are ambassadors of heaven and we have authority mm-hmm. to bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. Right. So in all of that, we. Uh, why would I not believe that's biblical? It is biblical. Right. So it, but but in the last 10 years, it's been real heightened. Like this is, you know, we've had treasure hunts. We've had we've had uh, crazy revivals with ridiculous testimonies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen the dead raised. We've seen limbs grow back. We've seen feet grow. We've seen blind eyes healed. We've seen all this stuff that requires, Tom, a laying of hands. <laughs> Right. And all of a sudden, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's part of the process. Now, doesn't mean that God can't heal you. 
if you're watching on a screen. We're not, I'm not going to, I'm not saying it, but most of it, let's say 95% of these healings happen because someone was obedient and had faith to believe and, mm-hmm. and, and got heaven down to earth mm-hmm. to meet this individual's need. Mm-hmm. Am I right? That's so there's right. been a huge thing. We've applauded. Am I right or am I right? Yes. <laughs> there's been huge testimonies. We've learned to applaud it. We've learned to do this. Right. In all of this type of culture mm-hmm. that honestly has really fed my spirit, it's made you believe, it's made me believe, we've gotten excited, we've cheered for this whole thing, all of a sudden, a virus comes. Bioterrorism. Yeah. Funded by the United States. Yeah. Out of Wuhan, China. <laughs> Exactly. Facts. Right. All right. So I'm all of a sudden like, well, no wonder no one's getting healed because I've barely hear test. I think I might have heard two testimonies in 18 months. And I am very well connected in the stream Mm -hmm. of maybe two people praying for someone that had COVID and they got healed. That you are. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I'm starting to think, okay, where's the boldness? Mm -hmm. Where, like, in a sense, it's almost like it's Holy Spirit. Like, let's look at him as, as, a, as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you nine weeks to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. And at the end of those nine weeks, I'm going to see whether or not you know this by doing what? I provide a test, a midterm. Mm-hmm. And that's going to let me know if those nine weeks you were listening. I feel like God is saying, I've given you 10, 15 years of downloads by amazing fathers and mothers in the, in the, in the globe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Bill Johnson, right? To, to Sean Bowles, to, to Graham Cook. You got all these amazing teachers that are act- t- teaching you about activation, signs, wonders, and miracles. And I almost felt like God said, COVID's coming. Here's the test. Well, I I would disagree with you on the point that God said, because I think it was more the enemies saw what was happening. God allowed it to happen, Mm -hmm. but we are at war right now. Mm -hmm. And the enemy decided, uh, and I think this has all been planned, Mm -hmm. by the way. I really see it as being planned for many, many years, even Mm -hmm. before this happened, the time we were seeing it. In fact, I've been reading some really interesting books by Killing the Planet. Mm-hmm. By Dr. Paul Williams with mm-hmm. Howard Rodney Brown, yeah, and uh, Killing Uncle Sam, also with Howard Rodney Brown and and mm-hmm. Dr. Paul Williams, and then uh, the other one was um, the book uh, The Roots of the Federal Reserve by Dr. Laura Sanger. They all point to that there were four evil streams that all combined together. Mm-hmm. They're all into this globalist new world movement. Mm-hmm. And the main components were Rockefellers and Rock, Rothschilds. Mm-hmm. But you also had elements back from Cecil Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, in South Africa through the Freemasonries mm-hmm. that he co-opted. And uh, the Rothschilds have the Illuminati. There's all these secret societies. They're all interested in power. Mm-hmm. They're all interested in control. Uh, they weren't just interested in controlling money because they did that through the federal reserve actually printed money they weren't just interested in owning corporations Mm -hmm. because they owned thousands of them they weren't just interested in central banks of multiple countries to control the money yeah they actually were interested in controlling people yeah right down to our breath Mm -hmm. and if you look at the contrast between how god has given us a blood covering Mm -hmm. and the enemy is giving us a covering too yeah you know what that covering is? What? The mask. Yeah. He shuts us up. Yeah. He wants to 
put the mask over our mouth. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, according to Fauci, we get two masks. Yeah. A double mask, a double covering to shut us up. Mm-hmm. Because the way we created the image and likeness of God, mm-hmm. God creates everything mm-hmm. by speaking. Yeah. He speaks it out. Yeah. Right? So let there be light. He created it. Mm-hmm. We are called to be co-creators with him. Mm-hmm. We have to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we're, God showed mm-hmm. us in his word. We need to speak. All the miracles, everything we were talking about happening, mm-hmm. and all that activity, all that energy happened out of speaking. Mm-hmm. Praising God and speaking. Yeah. You could mer- uh, music. Yeah. Music comes out of our mouths. Yeah. We sing. We praise. We sing. Yeah. We even... Meditation. Mm-hmm. When I looked at the word meditation, mm-hmm. it means to mutter. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're looking at the word, you're not just thinking of the word, you're actually, you're speaking. actually speaking it. Yeah. It comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. So the attempt by satanic forces mm-hmm. through these henchmen that are, mm-hmm. don't mind saying, literally running our government, mm-hmm. running uh, the pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. running Wall Street, running uh, big data. Mm-hmm. Right, running the media, mm-hmm. CIA running, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, front runner for these for these interests. Mm-hmm. It's all designed to control, mm-hmm. and in order for control to happen, mm-hmm. we have to acquiesce. And how we acquiesce mm-hmm. is we give up our freedom, mm-hmm. and so they threaten us and scare us to death, mm-hmm. literally scare yeah. us to death, so that. We will take the steps mm-hmm. that they want. Mm-hmm. We'll take the vaccine, mm-hmm. which they want us to take, which is a, a means of controlling us. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that I really think the audience doesn't even realize. I don't believe they do. The vaccine's intent and the further on the vaccine passport, which is really a financial mechanism mm-hmm. uh, to control our spending and where mm-hmm. we travel and so mm-hmm. forth. It's all designed to control us. Mm-hmm. And what you see is it's a f- very effective. Mm-hmm. It was very effective, and it's very effective through the administration of churches. Mm-hmm. So you and I both come out of non-denominational churches. Exactly. We're not coming out of. Well, originally I was Catholic. Mm-hmm. What were you originally? Anything? I was a uh, bat. Uh, no, I was Catholic. You were Catholic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Early on, I was Catholic, but I, since I was uh, the last forty years, I've been uh, non-denominational churches, mm-hmm. and. Um, the denominational churches are the easiest ones to control mm-hmm. um, from their hierarchies. Mm-hmm. But even the denominational churches have now uh, capitulated. Mm-hmm. And so where is the true ecclesia? Mm-hmm. Where is the true church of God? How is that responding? And are they giving up their freedom? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and that's the thing. I, I think it's it's a rippling ripple effect, and and again, it, it's interesting because the enemy knows exactly what we're teaching in our pulpits, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So he'll disguise himself in some of these teachings. Well, we need to, you know, like a wolf in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. culture of honor. We need to honor the government. We need to honor, you know, people over us, and and I and I think it. it that to a point, yes, you know, I, I pray for this administration every day. Mm-hmm. I'm called to pray for, for sure, but I don't have to submit mm-hmm. to the things that, you know, are being put on me. You know, that, right. that you know, that, that's where you have to really discern. And I think a lot of it is, again, you know, it's like, you know, Jesus says, beware of the leaven of, of Herod and the leaven of the Pharisees. Right. You know, so he's basically saying a little leaven will rise the whole thing. Now, if you look at our country, 
you know, in the last, what, five, six years, it has just been going, you know, just it's rising. It looks like it's about to explode. And I think what, what Jesus was talking about was the political spirit and the religious spirit. Right. <laughs> right. Which were the two spirits that killed him. Exactly. Back in exactly. two thousand years ago, it was yeah. the religious spirit, exactly, and the and the political spirit. And I think I think what's what's happening right now is, um, we're masquerading a lot of our teachings because what's happening right now, and this is where I, you know we, we, we you know I disagree just a little. I think the father mm-hmm. is seeing who is going to stand, who's the remnant. So he might not have sent the test, but he's using the test that Satan's using or the warfare that Satan's using to find out, hey, who are the 300 in Gideon's army that's going to go ahead and do this? Because I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of scripture out here that we're not preaching about, Mm -hmm. like the elite will be deceived, you know? Well, who's the elite? (laughs) You know, if my people would humble themselves and pray, if my people would humble themselves and pray. And, and 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 seek heaven and turn from their wicked ways. Well, wait, wicked? He's talking about he's talking he's talking about believers, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. The healing of the land is not about uh, you know being a better recycler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not about uh, ending global warming. The healing of the land has always been when believers humble themselves and pray. God will hear from heaven. I mean, we will hear from heaven and, and, and he will heal the land. He'll forgive us of our sins. In the Old Testament, that's a scripture. That's not New Testament. He's speaking New Testament terminology in the Old Testament. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that has surprised me, has been how weak we've looked as believers. Yeah. And I and again, you know, we, we it's funny because you have this other thing where we want the whole world to hear the gospel. And I do believe Jesus wants everyone to be saved. I believe the Father sure. desires everyone to be saved. He said so. Exactly. He said so. And I think that we should go for that. But at the same time, I think what's in the way of that are weak, immature, offended Christians. Orphan-spirited. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're exactly right in that part of it. And um, the uh, thing that I was coming to my mind as you were speaking this, you're talking about our feelings and our emotions. Yeah. And the enemy has really played upon our feelings, our emotions. Absolutely. And I wouldn't go so far to say our passions. I was listening to Eric Clapton. Remember oh, him? yeah. He's like yeah, 75 yeah. years old or something. One of the best. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, taken the vaccine and it really ripped him, almost killed him. Jeez. And he's got a waiver from his uh, doctor now, so he doesn't have to take any boosters or anything. Yeah. But he's, got a, he's at odds with his children. Yeah. And he says the most horrible thing out of the whole experience mm-hmm. Because he disagrees with taking it out. Yeah. Is that the children and the advertisers are playing upon the emotions of his kids by saying this statement <coughs> If you love me, you'll take the vaccine to protect me yeah. from the COVID. Yeah. See how, how exactly. diabolical that is? Exactly. You're playing upon other people's emotions that they want me <clears throat> to take a vaccine to protect them. Yeah. Right? Uh, and one thing is the vaccines, A, not a vaccine. Yeah. Number two, it doesn't protect against COVID. Yeah. Number three, right, by my taking it to protect you, I'm killing myself. Yeah. 
but what it does. And if you take it, you're killing yourself. Yeah. So it's all this play mm -hmm. on emotions and feelings, yeah. which advertising is very capable of doing. Absolutely. And the demonic is very capable Absolutely. of doing. Absolutely. As you said, they know what we're preaching from the pulpit. Exactly. It's true. They also know the emotion psychological exactly. framework of an evangelical Christian. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and here's the thing, and this is what it is. It's, you know, where do our emotions come from? They come from our heart. You know, when the Lord says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. I mean, what, what is he really saying there? I mean, he's saying, don't love me with just your heart. <laughs> love me with your mind too. Meaning your capacity to think and to reason and two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. Your capacity to discern mm -hmm. spirits, your d capacity to discern traps, your, you know, to, to, to pray, your mind being renewed every day. It's mm -hmm. almost like your mind is that filter. <laughs> that 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 that's in a fish tank, right? Mm -hmm. And you got the water coming in and it's getting cleaned out, but then it comes out, right? It comes out clean, but the filter gets a little dirty, right? And I and 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 it's almost like that's what's renewed. <laughs> you know? And so sometimes you got these thought processes, you know, and and it's and, and your mind is holding your heart accountable and your heart's holding holding your mind accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, because we can't just be show no emotions, sure. right? We were created no, to be emotion. Yeah, God never asked us that. Never do that. He never asked us just to love him head knowledge right. with everything in our mind. He's like, love me with both. Love me with your soul. Love me with your whole being, you know? And so I feel like there's times where as believers, we've just got into the hype <laughs> of the emotional stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know how to check ourselves and we don't know how to like start to think, you know, because here's the thing. I mean, flat out, it's funny, you know, uh, Sunday I was preaching in at a church in Lynchburg that, that I'm helping oversee. And, and I, and I, and I was talking about the rebuke that Jesus gave the church, uh, the rebuke and compliments that Jesus gave the church in revelation two and three. So the church of Ephesus, the church of uh, Laodicea, all that, you know, mm -hmm. and I started to say, I think one of the problems here is we are, we, there are things that Jesus says, this is what you did good. And then he comes back and says, but I hold this thing okay, against you. You've tolerated Jezebel. You don't, you know, and these are churches that are actually established, actually kind of interesting in modern day Turkey. All seven churches are in modern day Turkey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and you start to see this, right? And I started to say, hey, guys, it's like, listen, we can't sympathize. Yeah. That's because another, that's another emotion. Yeah, it's another emotion. It's not compassionate. Right. We sympathize. So now we feel sorry for the gay community. Right. Now we feel sorry, you know. Uh, so now we got to make up for it. We got to make up for it. And all of a sudden. Absolutely. And it's a spiritual reparations because you start to think, well, God, if they're going through a personal hell on earth, mm -hmm. because let's be honest, you know, uh, a hundred percent in the last 27 years of gay people, transvestite, you know, trannies or whatever that I've ministered to have all had a traumatic childhood of some sort of molestation, some sort of abuse. Right. So then you can just be like, oh, Lord, you know, they've gone through their personal hell. Why would you send them to hell? Right. And so you start to feed into that. You start to believe that. And then your family member shows up that they're gay. Right. And then you start to do. And so it's hard because all of a sudden, now how do you balance that out? Well, you continue to love, mm -hmm. but you got to continue to stand firm that the sexually immoral, uh, sexual moral will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. 
You're you know? actually bringing up a, a couple of other points that made me think about it. One was that when we're dealing with the soul, yeah, Scripture says it's mind, will, yeah. and emotions. Exactly. And that's all good. But he also talks about the spirit. Yeah. The spirit supposedly actually in our gut. Yeah. Like, down in our intestines. Yeah. So the spirit's there. Uh, and the spirit has to direct mm -hmm. the mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. But we definitely have the mind, will, and emotions engaged. Yeah. Just put the spirit first. Yeah. Walk by faith, not mm -hmm. by sight. Walk in his spirit, understand the assumptions, mm -hmm. and then bring the soul second yeah. into all the things that you're feeling and exactly. experiencing and so forth. The second thing was uh, you were mentioning about um, the, um, the gay community, mm -hmm. for example. And uh, part of the other thing which I've seen is coming to the end of the age, this big battle, is the, is the battle between the seed of the woman mm -hmm. and the seed of Satan, yeah. the seed of the serpent. And part of that big battle, and this is why we're engaged the way we are, is the depopulation of the earth. Yeah. And we see how does the depopulation of the earth happen? Well, you see a big depopulation because of war. Yeah. You you see a lot of depopulation because of sickness yeah. and things like COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, you see uh, abortion. Yeah. Uh, you see child sacrifices. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. Homosexuals don't have children. No, they can't produce that. Right. And so the first mandate, mm -hmm. right out of Genesis, the first thing God yeah. said is be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. That's before he even gave him dominion. Yeah. He says be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And so God wants to populate the earth. We now have like seven and a half billion people on yeah. the earth. Yeah. And the people who are the globalists, the new new uh, world order people, mm -hmm. the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, they only want 500 million. They think 500 million is the limit. So if it's 500 million you the limit of, and so. you got seven and a half billion, you got to get rid of seven billion people. Yeah, That's hard to do that one at a time. You've got to massively get rid of hundreds of thousands of thousands. Hundreds of millions at a time. Yeah. Hundreds of millions at a time and not reproduce. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So that, if you think of the, the spirit behind yeah. all this stuff, the spirit behind homosexual, it's not that God doesn't love homosexuality in some kind of a, mm -hmm. you know, emotional level. Of course he loves He's them. He absolutely right? loves them. But they're doing stuff that's wrong yeah. for themselves. Yeah. So getting back, I was preaching about this, that we need to love the people, mm -hmm. but the principality wants to kill us. Sure. We're not going to bow down to any mandate or anything like that. Well, a lady heard that, that I guess she, and she stormed off. Mm -hmm. It's the first time this ever happened to me. And in the, went, was it a church? Yeah, it was at church. She stormed out and went on our Facebook page and accused me of hate speech. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of felt like uh, I, I graduated in a sense. <laughs> but, you know, but, but see, again, people aren't wanting to listen to the truth. They only want to listen to the truth that is popular. Like the whole cancel culture thing. Let's, you know, I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to actually cancel culture. You know, first of all, Jesus was the original cancel culture. <laughs> he canceled all our sins. Right. <laughs> right. So, 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 but, but right now that's the heavy thing. You say this or they pull out a tweet from long time ago and you said this or whatever, you're going to be canceled, but it's pick and choose. Tom, because the problem is that what the, what's happening out there is we want a high sense of justice. Church, we should want justice. But the problem is that our justice is not the world's justice. We need justice and righteousness. We need to be in right standing with God in order for him to, to, to release the justice that we're looking for. You want social justice. Great. 
We want social justice, but it's not going to happen the way the world wants it. And so they're going to cancel you if you don't think the way the majority thinks. But then it's already flawed because we can cancel, you know, a couple of years ago, they canceled Art Kelly, who was an R&B artist that, I mean, he basically... I don't know, man. He 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 had a bunch of sex slaves that were underage. Mm. Through the years, people found out, and he was and he was holding them hostage. Mm. And all this came out. So now, Art Kelly, no one's playing his music. No one's doing this. Mm. But Michael Jackson still played, <laughs> right? So it's a matter of who I feel or who the media feels deserves it. It's not a clear cross the whole thing, and you see it in politics. We will hold. Trump or the media, not we, the media and people will hold Trump to certain things and say certain stuff. For instance, he's a racist. And they'll give you that whole thing. But during the election, when Joe Biden said, you're not black if you don't vote Democrat. That's okay. That's okay. It's flawed. And all of a sudden, we have to sit here. And we can't stand up against it because then we get canceled. No, we got ministries right now. They're not worried about the end of the (laughs) getting the church prepared for what I believe is, uh, you know, the end of the, you know, the the coming end of the age, age, you know, getting them prepared for, you know, uh, persecution, you know. In a sense, I think we need to be prepared. We need to have oil in our, you know, in our, in our vial, you know, and no, these people are scared. Of getting canceled. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that some, and I'm not going to name any names, some of our most popular pastors that have huge churches won't give you a definitive on homosexuality. Mm-hmm. They won't give you a definitive on, mm-hmm. uh, on standing up against this whole, uh, which I think is baloney, this uh, critical race theory. <laughs> Because that it's it, not baloney, it's racist. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's not just baloney, it's, yeah, it's pure it's, racist it's, out of hell. Absolutely. You and, know, and, one thing I want to share with the audience yeah. about where that is, because yeah. God showed me about these yeah. things, I actually researched yeah. it. Before 1859, mm-hmm. there was no such thing as racism. No. Okay. You know what happened in 1859? Charles Darwin wrote the book, The Evolution of Species. And he categorized the human race, which was the only race in mm-hmm. the Bible, and the only race God considered was human. Mm-hmm. And he broke it down into four categories. Mm-hmm. White, black, I think it was yellow and red. Mm-hmm. Okay, By color of skin. Mm-hmm. And then he created this thought out of the abyss of separating people. Mm-hmm. And he, it, was, it was very much coming out of the late 1800s when he talked about the racist stuff. The Anglophile concept was that the white people were superior to the darker skinned people, or all the skinned people, yeah. this yellow, you know, yeah, yeah. black, brown, whatever yeah. the other colors were. It was the white was supposed to be, you know, the best race. Well, where'd that start from? Yeah. All right. And then people began to operate out of that. Mm-hmm. And the people who are controlling all this stuff mm-hmm. that, are, that are promoting critical race, then, they're all white. Yeah. They're all Anglophiles. Yeah. They're all coming out of these secret societies, yeah. right, that are going to control people oh, yeah, and then use race that really doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It's a manufactured thought oh, absolutely. to create hate yeah. and evil. Well, and it doesn't exist even in the concept of the Bible. That's right. Now, Bible does talk about every tribe, every tongue, of it, but he's... But, 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 and nation. And nation will come together, mm-hmm. right? And and But, but, if, if he, but he also has 
this common thing with all of that. They all were created in my image. Right. That's the point. That's the point. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. So that's why you can't just, you know, I don't understand. Like, you know, we, we, uh, we accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. I still remember that day I said yes to Jesus. His love and kindness mm -hmm. saw through my orphan, poor, mm -hmm. self-esteem, broken family heart. And I said, yes. Right. And it was his love and kindness that led Amen. me to repent. Love and kindness led me right. to repentance. He loved your sorry ass. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he saved my sorry ass. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay. So, so, so he, he did that. And, 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 but you know, he's also truth. Right. And a lot of that was when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit counseled me on all truth. Mm -hmm. Now, I was in a place where I'm connected to the Father's heart. And guess what? When he started confronting me, the truth of who I was, there were things that needed surgery in my heart. Needed to be changed. I needed to be changed. Right. But it first happened through love and acceptance. Amen. It did not happen. And this is where the church has gone wrong, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. We have shared the truth about homosexuality without loving the homosexuality, to the homosexual community. Mm -hmm. And that's where we've lost. Right. So now all of a sudden we're coming back and say, okay, you know, instead of coming, we repent mm -hmm. for giving you these judgments without loving you and hearing your story right. and, and hearing your pain and, and actually being there and having a meal. The love is the connection. Exactly. Love is the connection. And if you don't have the love, you don't, you don't have, have the connection. You don't have the connection. You, you, can't, you, can't you know, sometimes even in raising my kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting, you know. We we have a young people, young 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 people that that the new thing. It's not even the thing that's happening with through social media is now girls and guys are sending nudes to each other in their DMs, so direct nudes. messages, nudes, pictures of themselves naked. Okay, okay. So so here's the thing: you get your phone, you got the Facebook app, you got Instagram app. All of a sudden, you'll get a ding mm -hmm. if you if it and it'll alert you. Message, message. You'll press that message and all of a sudden a new a naked girl that likes you, you know, send you a picture of herself naked, right? Not a girlfriend, not of no, it's just a girl that thought you were hot and wanted you to love lust her. How'd you get my number? Well, I mean, you know, you you don't need numbers because in social media you just need to follow each other. Oh. So you follow each other. Oh, I see. And then boom. So I'm starting. I'm so, so glad I don't know how to use no. social media. <laughs> so so we're, we're, we're dealing with kids that have lust problems. Yeah. Tom, not because they decide to wait for parents to go outside. Remember, uh, my generation was the video store. You had to go right. to the video store. You had Playboy. to go behind the curtain. Get the Playboy. Exactly. And you had to go and in there and you had to be bold enough to come out with a video to, to rent it. Right. right now. That, and then the younger generation, you can go online, all generations. You know, you can just go in the safety of your computer. Now it's social media where you don't have to look up porn or images of nude people. A girl could just think you're cute at school, mm. wants you to like her or a guy, mm. and they just send you these right. pics. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is we have to counsel now kids that have fallen into not pornography, but these, because pornography is websites, these pictures of these class. It's actually a form of pornography. It is a form of pornography, but it's not in a sense of you have to look up 
yeah. for you. You know, their whole thing was they it, accidentally it, coming oh, into your face. Exactly, it's coming to your face. And right. so, how do you how do you teach that? And the guilt that I had this one young man just weeping and weeping and weeping. And at the same time, you had to be like, I hear your story. I love you, brother. Listen, we're gonna be with you. Now we need accountability. Now we need your parents to actually know what you're seeing on your phone. There's apps for that. Now we need to do this. But first, I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna. I'm going to give you the hope that's inside of me that's that's from Christ and and then outside of that now we, the truth is well, you can't get robbed at the same alley twice right. you don't want to so what are we going to set up for you not to fall in this trap again? Mm -hmm. I'm getting rid of Snapchat. Snapchat is actually something that was created by perverts mm -hmm. <laughs> to to hone down on on on, on young girls. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's just this whole thing. Well, you know where we're leading with this? Where? Because we told you before the the word the Lord had me uh, focus on the last week is this idea of covering. Yeah. And that um Covering is something that God gives us on all different levels Absolutely. in structures of our family, yeah. our community, our society, our country, uh, but also spiritually, uh, it can covers us uh, to protect us. Yeah. Now, we can rebel against the covering. Yeah. And when we rebel against the covering, that's the open door for fear mm -hmm. to enter our lives. Yeah. I'm looking so, up a scripture, so I'm okay. listening. All right. Do you want to do it on my, my Bible? No, I was looking at, I, I, I know it's in the Old Testament, okay. uh, but I can't, so I'm losing my Bible. Well, I'll out. keep talking while you're yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thought of a covering mm -hmm. is the protection that God gives us mm -hmm. if we will take it. Yeah. Starts with the uh, blood covering mm -hmm. that we have, but there's also coverings over our minds, over our families, Absolutely. over our bodies, all, all these different coverings, mm -hmm. but the covering must must have with it an agreement where we enter into or agree with the truth yeah. of God's word. Mm -hmm. If we don't enter the truth and rebel against the truth, yeah. then it doesn't matter whether we're a believer or not, we, we walk out from underneath the covering. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's when fear attacks us Yeah, in one of its many forms. Uh, absolutely. And, and it's interesting right now because... And this is something that the church has to understand. Mm -hmm. The covering that we have through Christ needs to be a covering that we need to invest and show a fatherless generation. Mm -hmm. Right? So, for instance, there's a lot of pe a lot of kids that have never had the covering of a father. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Never had one. So they so don't that, even know that that exists. Yeah, they don't know. And they can't even conceive that God's that way. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they never had it in their natural father. They never had it with a in a righteous way with a a man stepping up to be fatherly yeah. over them. Uh, I've had an experience that at the church that we went to, four or five men that were just not young men; they were actually <laughs> older, like your age and older, that asked me to be their father, mm -hmm. spiritual father. For different reasons, particularly when things happened that yeah. were traumatic for them, and they had to walk through it, and they had to walk through it spir spiritually. They had to understand it yeah. more so than they had to understand it psychologically, emotionally. Although their emotions and were also their mind and emotions were also uh, involved in it, and they they appealed to me that way because they could see that God had given me a heart to understand the heart of the Father. And that's why they asked me to be a, like their their spiritual father, and they were submitting to me mm -hmm. 
as their they would be my spiritual son, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that that provided a covering for them mm-hmm. for that time period. Now it's not like for the rest of their life or anything, but it was just for through a season, right? Yeah. And um, there. The scripture says we have many teachers, but few fathers. Absolutely. We talked earlier today at lunch how there are many pastors that exist that are operating more like bureaucratically running churches uh, without really having a father's heart. And that if you're not operating out of the father's heart, how can you be a cover? You can't function in that. Yeah, and and I think that and that's that's the thing is, you know, when it says that there 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 are many teachers but few fathers, you know. Teachers give you words, <laughs> you know, fathers give you action. They give you compassion. They give you understanding. They give you their heart, even if you reject it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're still, they're still there. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's way different where teachers live under the power of agreement. Right. So I teach you this. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at it in school. If you disagree with it or if you don't take it serious or if you, you fail, you fail. Mm-hmm. And and tons of our churches in America, especially, are surrounded around a personality of a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's been that's been well. That, that's what that's what the concept of a pastor has been. Absolutely, pastor teacher. Exactly. Way. And it's different when you have a father's heart, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 so there's, th- there's one element of the father's heart that God showed me mm-hmm. that you have to capture this. Mm-hmm. You can't persuade anybody. About this. Yeah, yeah. And that aspect is that the father. God expresses his love for us by giving us freedom. Mm-hmm. So any father, any human person who has a father's heart is going to honor the freedom of the yeah. person he's talking to yeah. and say, you can choose to do this the wrong way. And I'm still going to love you even if you choose the wrong way. Right? Yeah. But I know the consequences of you choosing the wrong way is not going to work out well for you. Yeah. But I'm still going to love you anyway. And if you choose to make a mistake, I'm still going to love you anyway. I'm always going to be there for you because they have the father's heart. And that's exactly how the father's heart thinks. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying. I can't find the scripture, but I think, I think one, can you, one, can you paraphrase it? Maybe well, it, it talks about this. Like there's the, a cup in the desert has a covering. Mm-hmm. And the concept of it is because the desert to prevent the desert from coming into the cup. Ah, I gotcha. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like preventing and the world from coming Exactly. And, and I think we have to understand that. As fathers, we're a covering to our family. Sure. So, so what happens is the culture of the home... It's fundamental. It's fundamental and comes through us. And obviously our wives, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the mother and the fathers. But that... that so our, our, the, our kids being protected... Right. Comes from us. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, the scripture tells us, honor your father and mother yeah. so it will go well with you exactly. in your life. Exactly. Because they offer you the covering. Yeah. But if you don't honor your mother and father. ain't going to go good. Then you're going to be that, that cup that doesn't have a covering right. in the desert. You're going to let that desert sand in the water and no one's going to drink of that. That's right. It's contaminated. Right. So a lot of that is is there are there are people in our church and we we know we say orphan spirits but they're literally naked and need covering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been used and abused. They've been exposed and all that. And 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 that's the power of love is to say, hey, you're in that naked place. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to 
cover you. You know, you look at you. And it's funny because we tend to think, you know, with with Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. when that I mean, truly freedom was, you know, and, and relationship with God and intimacy with God is they were free to be naked until they sinned. And then they realized their nakedness mm-hmm. and they saw it being naked. As something bad. And so they covered themselves. And I feel like they did something that they were uh, in the physical that broke what God was doing in the garden, in the spiritual. He he covered them with his love so they could be who they were. Right. And now all of a sudden sin. Right. I saw it slightly different. I saw that along those lines, when they sinned, Mm -hmm. the glory left them. Absolutely. And when the glory left them, they saw that they were naked. I used to think they just used fig leaves and covered their little private parts. But I understood when I read closely into the scripture, they covered their body head to toe. toe. Head to toe. It was like an armor to cover themselves because they lost the covering of the glory. Uh That God gave them yeah. before they sinned. Now they had no covering of the glory. Yeah. So they used the fig leaves to cover themselves yeah. from head to toe and, and to protect themselves. Yeah. And the purity and the innocence of the father's love. Mm-hmm. Because before, all they could see was the father. Right. Now with this lie, they saw themselves. Right. You know, and, and that, and that, and that. And they saw themselves without the glory. Exactly. Without <laughs> the glory. Absolutely. You know what? I was listening to one of the prophets today. Uh, this morning, and he was mentioning about the being in the garden mm-hmm. and how beautiful it was in the garden and the glory of, you know, the Lord was with him. The glory of God, he says, all of creation mm-hmm. bowed to the glory exactly. of God that Adam had before he exactly. sinned. Exactly. It bowed in such a way that when Adam wanted an apple, he would just reach up to the apple tree and the apple tree would create an apple, apple for him right then. Yeah. Spontaneously create an apple for him because that's mm-hmm. what he wanted. Whatever he wanted, nature gave to exactly. him. Exactly. Out, out of his desire because the glory of God is with him. I can't wait till that comes back again. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what I'm saying. And, you know, it, it's funny to me, you know, because I always ask myself, you know, it said that Adam and Eve covered themselves with fig trees, mm-hmm. right? Leaves. Leaf, fig leaves, fig trees. <laughs> From a fig tree, they got fig leaves. There you go. But, you know, it's interesting when Jesus looked at that fig tree and he cursed it. Yes. You know, I wonder if he remembered. <laughs> it's like... There's an implication there. Somehow. Yeah, you know, that, that, hey, listen, this is what you guys try to cover up sin, but now I'm coming here mm-hmm. so that sin will never have a cover-up. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Or that you don't have to cover you it know, up exactly. with the fig leaves anymore. Exactly. Because I'm the covering Absolutely. now, not the fig leaves. Yeah, and I'm going to sh- Yeah, so it's just, it's it's interesting. But I think I think covering is so important. I think, um, you know. What can we leave our audience with? Because we know we have the questions yeah, yeah. pretty soon. What can they take away with them? That would help them with this concept of covering. I I, I think understanding that that there's so much benefit if you in a environment where there's fathers mm-hmm. and mothers, and you you see the characteristics of God on them, then that's submit to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Understand for me for me even my relationship with Papa Tom is I submit. That though I have lived life and though I have a testimony, I love wisdom and I love his father's heart because he's for me. He's not against me. And there's a submission that I have to do. A lot of these young kids don't know how to submit to father's good counsel, mother's good counsel, because they never had it themselves. To me, covering. They've been taught the opposite. They've been taught the opposite. There are young girls right now for generations. Yeah. That don't understand what the submission is even to their husbands. Absolutely. So they think of it as a dominant thing. Yeah. But what people don't understand is I have to 
love my wife like Christ loved the church. And I give myself up for it. My wife is a force. She's a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. I'm not intimidated by it, nor do I need her to tone it down. Mm -hmm. But we, but when she, when it comes to the lead of the family, she, she, she takes that insecurity to know that I love her. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a submission, I would say in covering, understand that in church, if you have a pastor if they're a good pastor, you submit to it. If not, there's plenty of other churches for you to visit. Right. But to be in a church to curse your pastor, then you become the cancer. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you become that orphan there that no one's going to listen to. So I think a lot That's of it with really covering. good wisdom. Yeah. You know, the, a lot so of. So you're saying that submission, finding where it yeah. is. And then submitting to it. Absolutely. Is where the covering happens. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. That's that. That's great. That's a great takeaway. That's one piece audience. of it. One, one piece. It's right. one piece. My piece. Okay. <laughs> well, by the next podcast, we'll give you another piece. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to our podcast today. I'm sure we'll have uh, Pastor Chris Petrop back with us. And uh, we trust that God has spoken to you through this sharing that we did on the podcast. And you'll learn and, and be blessed by it. And we would like you to continue to uh, look us up at thefathersheartmedia.com and papatomstales.com. And uh, to those of you who would like us to get this message out on social yeah. media, we're looking to do advertising and we can be, uh, receive some support from uh, for the distribution only because we're, we're picking up all the time and effort and cost to create the content. But to distribute the content, we're looking for support for the distribution only. And that's at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com uh, forward slash the Father's Heart. Thank you very much for being with us today. And uh, we will look forward to uh, talking to you again. Bye.